Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast. For what would have been round six 2020, we come to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is bitterly disappointed the Anzac Day game didn't go ahead. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Ah, oh, g'day, Michael. Um, I, I am bitterly disappointed. As much as it, it was a chance for all of you know Australia and, and footy fans to get around our Anzacs and the Anzac tradition, this was actually the year that the AFL had booked me to be a part of the uh, the ceremony before no way. the game. No way. Yeah, yeah. Like a flag bearer or something like that? Or no, no, they the... said to me, they said, mate, can you handle the last post? I said, Gil, mate, I'm fucking all over this. <laughs> I said, because I said to him, I wrote to him last year, I said, you know, it's a little bit dramatic, don't you reckon? It's a little bit maudlin. Like people get a bit down in the dumps, I said. So I'm going to I'm gonna jazz it up a little bit, right? So it's going to be more like a, you know, a, uh, a swashbuckling post, I said. And so what I was going to do, I was going to open up with uh, three minutes of bongos. Right? Ooh, that's a, uh, that's a different take. Yeah, exactly. And so people are going to be like, you know, it'll start off like bong, bong. And so you kind of get it. You're like, oh, this is a bit down. And then it kind of uh, another set of bongos comes in. And then some of those Caribbean steel drums. Oh, okay. Okay. Are, are going a... to be behind me. And then... Coming down from the uh, from the southern stand is going to be a guy on electric guitar, and so it's going to be followed by an eight minute guitar solo. So it's sort of going to be November rain esque. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, maybe will. maybe get a shot from a helicopter just above him. Yeah, absolutely. It would look fantastic. Like you would imagine, like uh, you know, um, Slash on the edge of the cliff as he comes into this great solo, and so the the crowd is silent for eleven minutes of this, and then at the end you just hear that one that just that. <laughs> on the guitar, and then you just hear that roar, and then we're away. So I didn't get to do it. It's a real shame. Send your emails to junktimeaflpod at gmail.com. <laughs> I actually, I did, it, it was the first, I suppose, big game of the year where you kind of go, oh, you know, that is an important game on the calendar. Um, and I've watched a few clips, and, you know, they've been doing a bit of retrospective stuff, I suppose, over the years. Because well, yeah, would I be right I this year would be the 25th year? Yeah, yes, so they probably would have made a big deal about that as well. And also, we missed on the uh, you know the analogies from commentators to compare football to war. Yes, sure. And so, because it's not it's not the same as war, Michael. But you can understand what it's like. It's it's made alongside mate. It's not the same as war. No, it, it, but it's it's kind of it, similar to war by the fact that a lot it's of similar to war. A lot of Carlton players are very cowardly. <laughs> 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 yeah, and, and like World War One, we didn't win a lot. I uh, uh, I uh, have a friend who, when Zacharakis kicked that goal mm. uh, in '09, I believe it was, um, she was probably about four four months pregnant or so, uh-huh. and she jumped up and he kicked the goal, and she said that was the first time she felt her baby kick. Oh well, there you go. Isn't that and a sweet little story? And I tell you what, on when when that goal got kicked as well, I don't think I've told mm. this on the pub. Maybe I have. I was talking to Harold from Neighbours on the phone. 
Um, I think we're going to need explanation on this. I was talking to Ian Smith. So I wrote, I made a few sketches for the, the Logies that year. So oh, okay. I made four sketches and they were kind of behind the scenes of the campaign office of the channels. Yep. So the Channel 2 was kind of this grassroots one and Channel 10 was, you know, hip and young and cool. And oh, I see your clever take Yeah, on it. yeah. Channel 9 yeah. was like a blokey dude. And anyway, oh. I... Um, <laughs> I uh, had to call up Harold just to run him through the, the script. Yep. And he... Uh, the nuances of the script, because you are, you are like Kubrick when you punch one out. I tell you what, yeah, it got pretty deep. A lot of layers. <laughs> a lot of layers. Yeah, they had to cut it back from three hours 20. And so I'm chatting to him, and then one of the first things he says to me is like, oh, could you explain it to me, because I, um, I don't quite understand it. I was like, oh, fuck, that's not a good start. <laughs> <laughs> but then there was a big commotion in the background. He went, oh, 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 oh I'll have to call you back, I'll have to call you back. And um, then come me back, and you know, about ten minutes later, and I kind of went into my own living room and saw the TV, and it's like, oh, that's the big goal. So we all have a lot going on in our life, eh? Yeah. And uh, how come they don't remember that on Anzac Day? They don't have me and Harold come out and kind of re reenact that great Anzac Day tradition. In like in in sepia and a year yeah. oldy kind of vision. Lest we forget. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Hey, yeah, uh, we have uh, been doing our watch-alongs. They've been awesome fun. Uh, last week we put out uh, the one with Scott Dooley, the 1990 mm. Grand Final, the first quarter. Um, and I know we put a man on the moon, Adam, but I find it remarkable that we can be in Melbourne, Sydney and New York and sound like we're in the same room having a conversation. Hey, it's, It sounds fantastic. Like all the way over in Joe Watson's studios. It was great mm. to debut that at uh, Illustrious Studio over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so shortly this week we're going to be doing the last quarter of the 1994 prelim final, Geelong North Melbourne with Mark Watson, bassist for Jet, who's been on the pod before. And, uh, and let's not forget our Patreon, hey? Yes, loving the fact that people are jumping on board, getting on board the uh, junk chi- the junk time train. Uh, if you want to go to patreon.com slash junktimeaflpod, um, we are absolutely delighted to have you people on board and it's just, um, we really appreciate it. It's a fantastic thing you guys are doing and uh, we hope you're enjoying the watch-alongs. We hope you're enjoying the podcast that we're punching out when there's nothing going on. <laughs> yes. All that's happening every day you look at the news and it's like, what, tell us, talk us through this fight in 1998 or tell us about how you got sacked, mate, or who's the best number four you've ever seen or what has Kane Corn said? I know, I know. The number of lists, man, surely they've run out of lists by now. They're getting there, aren't they? They're, they're really getting into low, lower areas. What do you think they're doing at AFL House? Because I feel like Gil might have said that everybody has gone home mm. and then there would have been a few people laid off, I imagine. So it's all kind of. I, I don't. I don't know if they would have laid them off at AFL House. I reckon they would have just put them in hiatus. A friend of mine who runs social media there, she's still employed. Yeah, she's okay. still working there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they'd be working pretty hard there, doing the social media, keeping things um, keeping things active. But I suppose they're, they're really in a holding pattern themselves. They can't really do anything until. What, what was the May 30-odd deadline that they were going to kind of hopefully kick off again? Yes, and I think there might be an announcement this week as to when they might actually be coming back. I would imagine at the moment they are desperately ringing around hotels, uh, doctors, and seeing how they can get a hub in each state to see which one works the best. So yeah, there yeah. Would be, there would be like uh, a logistical fucking nightmare. It would be like planning the worst fucking holiday of your life. I haven't said that. There's like... 
well, in a hub, like, let's say there's a couple hundred footballers, like, yeah, you can fucking have a bit of a drink with them, hey? <laughs> oh, it'd be great. On the hotel bar. But yeah, but imagine planning it. Like, having to go and, you know, check all the Yelp reviews of every hotel you're checking. Yeah. You know, go, oh, fucking, you know, uh, Margaret from Scotland said she doesn't like the Pullman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she, she didn't like the buffet. Oh, go, God. Well, she gave it two stars. I don't know if we can have all the players there. I do, do check out Yelp and stuff like that when you book in a hotel. Uh, look, I I try not to because the basic acts, the basic um, what qualification that someone requires to be able to do a mm, review mm. is to have uh, internet, and that really doesn't um, it doesn't filter out the fuckwits. Yeah, there I find a lot of fuckwits. Like I, I I maybe scroll through them, but I take it with a grain of salt. But also I kind of figure like if there's a hundred and they're damning. Then I go, yes. okay, maybe I don't do that. Yeah, you know, yeah. if they go, you know, I walked in and like the the reception is sort of shitting on my bed. I'm like, okay. Okay, <laughs> uh, okay well, what, why is she in my room? How did I know <laughs> that she was a receptionist? Um, but I love the bit where, and it happens on Airbnb as well, where the hotel will reply and try to defend themselves. Yes, yes, that's great, isn't it? so pathetic. So they're right, yeah. thank you for a nice one. But then like someone said, you know, the room wasn't ready and there was a rat in the kitchen. And then the hotel was <laughs> like, well, the rat wasn't there when we checked. And, ah, <laughs> oh, man, yeah, it's pathetic. But also, so now it seems to be like every, every city wants to be the hub. So they're all reaching out. So the general idea, I think, is that they have, are they going to do the three hubs or is it going to be one it's, hub? Not sounding like that at the moment. I, because you would, the, the the thing that you would expect is, WA teams don't want to have to travel a lot, so they would want a hub. Mm. The South Australian teams would obviously everyone wants their own hub. Like the Northern States would want one, and it's looking likely that they're going to have to just do one. I would think, and just try and get as many games as they can out of the way. And then Sydney put up their hand this week. They were saying, "Hey, how come we're not being in the conversation about being a hub?" I, I think they could they could potentially be a hub, but if you if they had a hub, Northern States is four. If South Australia or Perth had a hub, there's four teams as well, yeah. and then you have got ten teams, you know, sort of Victorian based. Yeah, I think you'd have to have one in Melbourne. Would yeah, be, you would you would think so. Yeah, because otherwise otherwise Patrick Dangerfield's not signing off. Ah, gotcha. And then also this whole thing of you know can you take your kids and all that kind of stuff, and oh, I mean it's, yeah, you're right, it's an absolute nightmare. And no, you can't take your kids. Can you, take, can, you, can you take your wife and then can you take your, your girlfriends as well? <laughs> <laughs> can you take your wallets? <laughs> oh, man, there's so much to work out. Gil must be having a nightmare right now. Yeah, exactly. And who gets, who gets the good floor? Like if you're at the Pullman, you don't want to be on the second floor. Like you, want, you, want, you want to be able to see the G. You want a view, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be looking... I don't know, fucking over at Jollymont Station. That's and a pretty shit view. And who pays for it all too? Like, do the clubs pay for it or does the AFL pay for that? Because the oh, clubs yeah, would I, be I like, would hey, we didn't, we didn't plan to be living in a hotel for three months. Yeah, I would imagine that the AFL would have to foot the bill. Dude, more stuff. What and what if, you, what if you came to Melbourne and then you happen to be staying there? Like, the last thing you need is 600 footballers in your hotel. Oh, you? dude, you just want to have a bit of a... I mean, there are people <laughs> There are people still getting married and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So, you know, if you kind of book the penthouse suite at Pullman and then you go, oh, fucking hell, fucking <laughs> Melbourne yeah, and Geelong are here. <laughs> yeah, or there's, you go down to breakfast and there's 600 people at the omelette bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then also on top of that, like, uh, if they want to fly down, you know, a few teams will fly to places. Um well, fucking Qantas and them will be like, 
another extra yeah. bill because it's like fifteen <laughs> yeah. fifteen thousand dollars a ticket. Yeah. Well, couldn't they couldn't they still hire a plane from Virgin? Like a Virgin grounded totally. If you you know if you got the cash, can you make you go? Hey, Richie, mate, we'll give you a, we'll give you ten grand. Fucking fly all their boys down. I suppose so. I suppose because it's just like chartering a plane, hey. Yeah, I guess so. But you got to drive over the tractors and stuff at Perth Airport to get <laughs> your. If you don't know, folks, um, uh, at Perth Airport, they kind of they've kind of I suppose barricaded the planes in. Yeah, because they're owed money by Virgin. Yeah, so they're not letting them have access to their planes. It's a fucking boss move. I saw it on Twitter. It's a standover. I love it. I saw Perth Airport was trending on Twitter. I thought finally people paying attention. Mm, all that advertising at Domain Stadium has paid off. We've been fa- saying for so long what a great mm. place it is. So if it does come back, there's talk about how it should be televised mm-hmm. because obviously there's going to be no uh, fans at the ground and so a lot of people are saying that that's kind of, you know, it's lost its atmosphere when there's no one there. Oh, really? I, I didn't get that impression when I watched round one. I thought I, I thought it was quite, you know, quite amazingly emotionless, the games. I, I loved hearing the uh, the players' voices echo around the ground. Yeah, I yeah. think that should be the future of football. I, I think the most interesting thing for me for that round, because I did find it a bit shit, was uh, just listing out for people saying fuck. It was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, that was kind of like spot the fucks. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So there's a veteran TV producer called David Barham who was at Channel 10 when I was on before the game. He was the man that commissioned before the game, I do believe. We've all got a lot going on, mate. And he is uh, he's come out with ways that he thinks can solve the issue of it being a little bit lifeless, mm-hmm. right? So he says the classic shot of the opening bounce, the 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 shot that lets you know this great game of ours has begun. With the, So you've got the opening bounce with the wide shot following the ball in the air. He says that should be on the cutting room floor. On the cutting room floor. And so what does he recommend instead? Well, because he's saying that it avoids the vision of A shot of a goal umpire. <laughs> well, no. He reckons all the cameras need to be high. And so they shoot downwards towards the ground. Therefore, we don't see the stands. Because uh, okay, yep. And you play a little bit of a low hum of a crowd in the background. So at home, because we're so dumb, we go, oh, fuck, there's crowds there. Now, am I right in the article that he said they used to play a bit of a hum? Yeah. Now, I am not aware of this at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, back when you do watch a bit of the footage, for like from eighties in particular, and then probably early ninety-ish, there are some mm. games at the MCG we go. There's like five thousand people there, like it's incredibly open. I mean, empty. And then they, I think then they kind of get maybe around about the merger period, stuff like that. You know, when yep. people became aware that Aussie clubs really need money, and they kind of really bigged up attending games and you know, handing over your, your hard earned to the clubs. But they it has changed a little bit, hasn't it? Because you think back then, games weren't broadcast into Melbourne and yet fewer people were going. And now that every game is broadcast, the, the crowds are fairly solid, like, comparatively, don't you reckon? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, there would have been times, heaps of times, that people kicked the goal at the MCG and then somebody had to go and get the ball. Like, there was, there's no one there. There's no one in the crowd. So, like, in the early days of, like... Um what would you say? Even like a Brisbane Frio game up in Brisbane, it wouldn't yeah. have been many people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although that's smaller ground, Brisbane, when they're at Carrara, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, so, I mean, I know in coverage of like, you know those games that weren't broadcast, but they uh, would show highlights or something like that? Yes. They'd put yeah. crowd noise over that. Like, Do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon they do. Well, they do little fake cheers and stuff, but that's just more yeah, an editing right. job. Like, it wasn't for the whole game. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't remember having a 
ever remembering there being a, a hum, but maybe that's why they're so good at them. They fooled us. That that is, that is very good. Uh, so he's basically saying you got to put the um, you know, the behind the goals vision. He needs those cameras for this to work. Ah, perfect. A man on, so our, on our side. On our side. And he also says, to get a little bit of uh, excitement about it, you put in like a goggle box style cameras at people's houses and then cut to fans celebrating goals. So I then you do get your reaction. I reckon there is some merit behind that, I reckon. Um, people at home, I was going to say, you know, have people in a social club, but obviously you're not going to do that. But, um, mm. you know, have a family at home, make sure that they're attractive. You know, don't want any ugly kids or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> and so, um, uh, and so, yeah, and, and uh, I mean, I was trying to think like if there was a way you could pipe them into the arena. Well, I, I would have them so they could be yelling at ball. They could be yelling at, oh, you bald-headed flog. You yeah, know, we yeah. want to hear what well, that, they're saying. You know, well, that's oh, you thing. fucking dumb cunt, Razor Ray. You kind of go, you'd have to really monitor what they actually said. So oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. You know what? I'm tuning in if it's unmonitored. So you know how you got like press red for Ed? Yeah. So you got press red for uncensored. You just get, you know, you get me and you watching the game. And I wouldn't mind it a bit too if that wasn't just families and kids and parents and shit like that. Mm. I wouldn't mind if they thought outside the box a little bit and just maybe head down to like the Acacia Ward down at Bowen Prison or something. Yeah, that's great. They should get they should get a chance as well. There are footy fans Man, in prison. Footy fans, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and if someone's got like uh, three cartons of cigarettes riding on a game, they're going to be passionate about it. You know, George Pell was a Richmond fan. He played for <laughs> Richmond, like you know, in, back in the day. He deserves a voice as well. Innocent man, Adam. Innocent man. He played for Richmond. Yeah, he played uh, in the twos. Didn't you know that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He because he, he, he they were questioning Richmond the other day if they were going to reinstate him as a. Uh, yeah. ambassador or patron or something and they were like <laughs> sorry um, me not speak English <laughs> <laughs> um, but they played in the twos he was a ruckman mm. and he um, ne- never played a senior game oh, yeah. uh, he found the calling of the Lord I wonder if it did you have his footy card <laughs> I've got a I've got a pal a rare pal oh dude yeah, you, you try and swap that one real quick. No one wants to be seen with that one. <laughs> no. Um, what's the coldest day you ever remember playing footy? Or uh, going to the footy? Going to the footy. I mean, there would have been some horrible ones at Waverley just by the fact it was so wide open and windy. Well, I was going to bring up the, the coldest day I ever remember was the 86 elimination final between Fitzroy and Essendon. Oh, and yeah. It, ra- it rained the whole day. And I just remember freezing my ass off and then... That drive home. Remember how long it used to take to get out of the car park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was just one exit to one freeway. It was a fucking disaster out there. (laughs) Uh, I remember as a kid playing a really cold game, and maybe as a kid though, as a kid, you used to used to love it when it was rainy or muddy. That was fun. Oh, really? You preferred that, did you? Oh, mate, I was a, I was a wet-weather player. No, just the mud was fun to, you know, slop around in and you actually look like a footballer. Because, you know, you used to see your, your heroes on telly be all muddy and you're like, I want to get muddy too. I remember an umpire coming into the rooms before a game, I think when I was about a teenager, and he, it was a muddy game day, and he said, uh, you know, just watch out for puddles and stuff like that. We don't want anybody, anybody getting knocked out and drowning. And I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> fucking fuck, you've taken that to the <laughs> full <got> extension. <laughs> you got worst case scenario. <laughs> we were like, oh, we'd never really thought of that before. 
<laughs> Are we playing Elston Week this week? No, they uh, they fucking drowned. <laughs> oh, what, like a boating accident? No, no, no. Like, we didn't pocket. know that was possible. I mean, you can break your leg, break your arm. We know you can fucking drown on a footy field. <laughs> oh, mate, he's done his ACL and he's drowning. <laughs> but I suppose you can get your head around it, I suppose. If someone did get knocked out and they, they oh, left... Fucking how unlucky are I know, they left untended. You know, it can, ha- it could happen, but I yeah, I can't imagine hell. it has, but... <laughs> <laughs> you throw him a, what do you call, throw him a boy or whatever. Yeah, Come on, yeah, reach on, boy, reach yeah. on. Yeah, no, you've got to. You've, you can only play between the flags. <laughs> oh, that's pretty nuts. But I, I mean, you probably wouldn't have. Um, you wouldn't have got that muddy because you would have been on Here the outskirts go. calling for go. the ball, and dog. in and under Rosie, fucking firing it out to you. Oh, sure, no. Um, yeah, I think as a kid, but uh, also the point that you know, when you're a little kid, you, you're kicking off at you know eight a.m., aren't you? That was the worst, when there was frost on the ground. Yeah. And, you know, the worst thing that anyone could ever do at that point was smother the ball. There weren't a lot of smothers. Oh, uh, dude, dude, the you fingers. You know your fingers are so cold yeah, that yeah. you can't actually bend them anymore? Let alone copping one in the head, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me, fuck, of a wet weather day. So we were playing kick-to-kick in the quadrangle at uh, school. So it was on, you know, on concrete, but the ball was fucking wet. And one of my mates, who wasn't a great kick, straight off the side of the boot into a kid who was about a metre away. So he was standing there. You know where people stand to watch a golfer tee off? And mm-hmm. they think, well, he's never going to put it sideways, so we're pretty safe. Just a red fucking ball just straight into the side Dude. of his face. And, like, it nearly – he could have been KO'd and drowned. How, it was, how, old, how old would he have been? Uh, we would have been about 13, 14. So it sure, would have sure. – he would have had Sharon on his head for the rest of that day. It was awesome. And did you show sympathy for him, or did you all point and laugh? I oh, know it was a lot of laughter. He, he <laughs> went down. He went down like a bag of shit. Well, of course, we worried if he was going to drown or not. But um, yeah, it was fucking awesome. Why is it that we laugh at people when they get seriously <laughs> hurt? I mean, the, obviously, the hit to the testicles. Everyone, you can't get much sympathy for that, can you? Everyone, everyone's going to laugh at that, even though someone's on the ground writhing in agony and could have cracked a testicle. Well, remember when James Kelly ruptured a testicle and he got like so many text messages mocking him. <laughs> But the reason I ask about cold games is because uh, we had another uh, great um, Kane Corn story during the week. Dude, the man is uh, a hit machine. Every week he he has something. A treasure trove of uh, of stories. And he was talking about after they Did you see that? Very quickly. Did you see that picture of Chad? Chad Corns? Oh, my God. Standing with Charlie Dixon. He's as ripped as anything I've ever seen. Holy fuck, man. Like. Yeah. He's a big unit. It's like looking in a mirror. Yeah, I know. People do say you are chiselled. Do you think he was that fit when he was playing? Like, I don't really remember him with his shirt off when he was playing. I don't, I don't think he would have been that ripped. Well, I don't... No, because, probably because he would have been running a lot more, so he actually yeah. would have dropped the weight. Yeah, true, because true. The Corns boys, they were taggers, you know, they'd run around a lot. But um, Kane was talking about when they lost to GWS in... Is it 2010? Uh, it would have been 2011, yeah. So that would have been the first time that... G- oh, GWS, that would have been 2012, and then I suppose. that yes, would have 2012, been, you're right. That would have been their first ever win, am I right? Yeah, I think you might be right. And so that that's the game that cost Matthew Primus his job. Sure, sure. I remember he apologised afterwards, I think. Yeah. And, and, I, and think, so I feel like Port, uh, Port were the first team to lose to the Gold Coast. Gold as Coast well. as well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh. Yeah, so he's not... So he's not a very good coach, Matthew Primus, is what we're hearing. So Gary Buddha-Hocking took over and he said, uh, boys, our coach has just paid the ultimate price for how our performance and how pathetic we've been 
Now it's time for us to pay the price. I want to see you at Grange Beach in South Australia at 4 a.m. in the morning. Tautology. Just say 4 a.m. or 4 in the morning. Come on, uh, Go home and I'll see you then. And so Kane says, middle of winter by now. It's July. It's freezing. We turn up to the beach. It's pitch black. It's 4 a.m. in the morning, mate. Of course, it's going to be pitch this black. This also sounds like a bit like a punishment for Buddha hocking as well. Well, he's fucking dumb enough to... He's out there in the budgie smugglers and he gets in the water. He says, the waves are crashing over. It's as cold as you can imagine. Buddha said, strip down. We're about to pay the price. You go, mate, that's Matthew Primus's fault, not ours. He's fucking been sacked. We've paid the price. Why are we doing this? I'm sure he's getting a nice little payout. Like, don't worry about yeah. it, Buddha. He's fine. Exactly. He'll, he'll, get, another, he'll get another coaching job. No, mark yeah. my words. 100%. Yeah, he's a championship Guaranteed. ruckman. It's, yeah, he's a premiership ruckman. He will definitely play. He'll be, uh, <laughs> he'll be back. Uh, he says, usually you do a few duck dives and get out. But this is, this is completely different, Michael. Uh-oh. He said, we stayed out in that freezing cold water for over an hour at 4 a.m. Jeez, they're really hammering the 4 a.m. And it, honestly, the coldest that I've ever been to the point where you really question whether you wanted to keep doing this. Do you have to quit questioning it? Like instantly, the moment you got in, you go, I don't want to keep doing this. Like, do you have to ask yourself? And are they just standing there? Like as if like, you know, where they do their seawater recovery, are they just kind of standing yeah. there with the, or are they doing, are they going underneath? Are they doing exercises? I, I imagine they're duck diving and stuff to just try and... You know, they always go, get your shoulders under and you'll be okay. Yeah, so yeah. I reckon they would be... Because the moment you stood up, the wind chill would get to you. And so he thinks that they're finally going to go home. And then he gets them out for another half an hour where they started doing sit-ups and push-ups on the sand. And it was freezing. And he said, I'll never forget, my feet were just icy. So cold, the sand was freezing. Oh, man. And, I mean, the great thing to know is that, you know, they went through all that. It was reassuring mm. to know that next year they didn't make the finals. So it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it. He said, Matty Thomas, uh, they had to put him in a hypothermia blanket. Did they um, Did they do the schnitzel? You know, the schnitzel we talked about last year when you roll around on the, on sand? That, I don't believe. Because that, that was, was a punishment. Clarko. Yeah, that was Wasn't a, that a Clarko thing? That was, but that was a punishment as well. Because, you know, you know how awful it is when you get sand on yourself and then you just have to go in the water and just wash it off. I mean, it's terrible. No, it's, it's it's horrible. It's embarrassing. It's horrible. Yeah. You don't ever want to be schnitzeled. It's cruel. Well, Peter Riccardi had a story as well. It's nice to hear the name Peter Riccardi. You don't hear that name very often. Not often enough. It's because he wasn't, you know, he was part of a good Geelong team, but he didn't win a premiership. So people just don't talk about him anymore. Yeah, that's true. He had a, he had a pretty nice mullet, didn't he, for a while? Beautiful mullet. Yeah. He was one of the greatest, yeah. So and he, he kept it going long after everyone moved on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he, everyone was like, nah, the mullet's gone. And he's like, oh, I'll, fucking, I'll fucking show you. <laughs> so he talked about a game in 2004, another cold game. 9.4 degrees maximum. That's reckon, fucking fresh. I, yeah, I don't reckon it's that bad, though. I don't reckon it's that bad. I reckon if bad. you're out there playing footy and it's raining and it's windy, I reckon yeah. that's, that's not a great one. A lot of long sleeves, I reckon. Were you, were you a proponent of the long sleeves? Uh, I'm trying to think. I think... Uh, yeah, no, actually it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I wore long sleeves my whole career. There we go. Yeah, but I don't there think... There we go. Uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't even need to ask that question. But I don't think, I, this, when I played at school, I don't think you could get a short sleeve jumper until like year 12 or something. I think... Oh, really? No, yeah. I'm pretty sure our high school, I don't remember us having long sleeves at high school. I wore long sleeves uh, for local footy, but I remember... 
Because you always wanted the same number. I don't think we had two jumpers at high. Did you have two jumpers? Of course you did. No, we did have two jumpers, but I, I'm trying to mem- have a memory of whether people wore short sleeves. I actually don't know. I think up until like year 11 or 12 that you couldn't. Anyway, but then when I played in the Ammos, best first year player, St. Mary Salesians, 1999, don't want to talk about it. I, um, I'd, uh, I'd wear a long sleeve, yeah. I don't know. I think I like just having having them rolled up. I was all about well, tradition. I was all about, uh, you know, processed at them. Yeah. I, just, I, pulled well, them, I pull them up to my elbows. Yeah, but why? Why not just wear short sleeves then? I don't know. I think I just liked how, how it felt or something. How it looked? Yeah. Not, not looked. Th- I wasn't so fussed by that, but... Were they woolen? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never so played. I've never, I've never played in an, in a proper jumper, in a synthetic kind yeah, of jumper. Yeah. So he was saying that at nine point, it was nine point four degrees the maximum, and the wind gusts were seventy kilometers an hour. That's fucking cold. Yeah. Okay, that'll do me. Yeah. And that, that's down at Geelong too. So you're getting the straight off the bay, off bloody Karaya Bay. Yeah. That's yeah. going to leave you. It's going to be fresh. So if they're thinking that, what are the Freo people thinking? You know, if they've come from the lovely weather at Perth mm. to come to that, that'd be a nightmare. And they would have been freezing on the on the whole drive down, and the bus have been like, "Can you turn the heat up? It's fucking freezing down here." <laughs> Aaron Sandlands is now five foot ten, <laughs> shriveled up. But at three quarter time at this game, Mark Bomber Thompson says to Riccardi, "He says, um, uh, do you want to keep going on?" And he says, "No, nah, not really." He goes, well, "Righto then, you're done. Go jump in the spa." That's How awesome. fucking good is Bomber Thompson? <laughs> so yeah, he popped him in, and he said he just kind of hung around. Had a few beers. Well, he didn't do that. But he, um, and they just kind of watched the replay. Yeah, no, he said he went out and uh, would check the scores during the last quarter and just go, oh, yeah, the boys are still going well. So if they got three really quick injuries, was Riccardi going to have to come out onto the bench on a, in a towel? And then also, I mean, they were 41 points up. Was it three-quarter time? Yeah, they were, yeah. So you can't necessarily say it's over. Like, yeah, wet and windy day, you know, a bit tricky to score, obviously. But what if they came mm. from behind and then at the press conference, they're like, um, oh, Peter <laughs> Riccardi, he didn't get a touch in the last quarter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he got warm. Yeah. Bloody hell, you're a maverick bomber. He loves his spars. He loves it. Um, what happened to Bomber Thompson after that? He's, a, he's been just happily and, you know, going fine. Bomber? Yeah, going really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, since he did the podcast with us, things have gone really fucking well for Bomber. <laughs> um, the Wiz, mate. Oh, you can't keep him down. Even COVID-19 can't stop the Wiz. I tell you what, in these tough times, in these strange mm. days, I mean, it is good to know that there's a man out there who's, you know, willing to interact with the public to kind of keep uh, keep our spirits up, you know? He's a bit like a mascot, I suppose. The government should really kind of, you know, they talked about paying yeah. Scott Cam like three hundred grand, whatever, to talk about, you know, pump mm. up a message. They really should give Wiz the money. Um, <laughs> well, maybe give it a second kind of person the money, and then they can kind of yeah. give Wiz like a, a an allowance, I suppose. Of yeah, a stipend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the Wiz to be a bit of a front man for Australia right now, because that's what we need. Yeah, well, uh, Juan pointed this out to us on Twitter. Uh, Warwick Kappa is available. For Zoom parties. For Zoom parties. So he talks about yeah. doing virtual sportsman's nights. So I suppose you get, you know, you get your footy club and you get all, you all get on Zoom. Fuck yeah. And then the Wiz can, actually, it's not a bad idea, actually, I must say. Kind of a bit of a fundraiser as well, because I suppose mm. these clubs are also battling times as well, because they're not having money coming in. And Yeah, they would be. Those ammo clubs and stuff like that, fuck, they'd have like two cents to rub together at the start of the year, you know. Yeah. Um, and so you get the Wiz together. With all your footy mm. mates, and then the Wiz tells the same stories he told for the last 30 <laughs> years. 
and he says, oh, "I love you like a brother, uh, but I am Tasmanian." <laughs> <laughs> and so he says in the he says on the Twitter video here that you can get now. I don't know the difference here, right? So you can get a Wizvid mm. for sixty bucks. Yep. Or you can FaceTime with the Wiz for a hundred dollars. So I guess for forty dollars extra. You get to chat with the great man. Otherwise, a whiz vid is just him going, uh, I'm a Michael Champion. Uh, I love it like a brother. Uh, I'm from Tasmania. Yeah, I reckon the whiz vid would be a bit like Cameo. And I imagine he's on Cameo as well. So I reckon he does a little message for you. But then FaceTime, you get the full experience, don't you? You get to Fuck, see... For, for a hundred bucks. You get to see what bizarre location Warwick is in and and who are the bizarre people walking around the background. Yeah. I, I think it would be for a hundred dollars. Like if you and all your mates got together... And because you can record a Zoom. So the best thing is you get to watch it again and again. You can have it forever, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And so once the f- once footy's going, you could have whiz nights and not even have the whiz there. You just get everyone around watching it again. Do you think this would be a stupid idea? Probably. <laughs> well, yeah, I shouldn't have said that, should I? <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. Because it's going to get stupider. Okay. What if we have a virtual sportsman's night with Warwick Kappa? And so we get on Zoom, I imagine. Oh, and then we get all... We get, oh, I fucking love it. We get junk timers out there who want to do it. Everyone jumps it. on. Can I assume you can have what, up to 100 people. I think so. Yeah, and we can just sit there and have a chat with the Wiz while he does these um, you know, virtual sports. Oh, I actually don't think that's a terrible idea. It's not a terrible idea. This is the perfect way to get the Wiz because then you don't have to deal with him. Like, you know, if he came to your sportsman's night yes. and after he yes. performed, he'd have to he'd fucking, I reckon he'd hang around. He'd just be like, yeah. all right, mate, I think we're done. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. He'd be trying to hit on, like, you know, the 19-year-old girls and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, mate, fuck <laughs> off, mate. I'm trying to hit on them. <laughs> All right. Well, well, let's email him because it's the whiz39capper at gmail.com. Okay. Um, let's, yeah, let's chase it up. And Junk Timers, if you're interested, email us at uh, junktimeaflpod at gmail.com. Let us know if you're interested. We'll see if we can get some numbers together. We'll work out how much the whiz is going to charge us. Because yeah, I wonder if he's got a sliding yeah, yeah. scale. Like if he like says we pay, it's we'll pay for it and stuff like that. But because um, we're doing very well. Well, but uh, it depends on how much the whiz says it costs. Like if it blows out to a thousand bucks, we're not doing it. Yeah. Okay. That <laughs> might be a good point. Yeah. Yeah. That might be a good point. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find out and then yeah. See. If, yeah. But if junk time is if you're interested, just fling us an email and say yeah, I'd get in get involved in that. What we do it on like a Saturday night or something when people are home, do you reckon? Yeah, great idea. Let's do a Saturday mm-hmm. night, a proper sports resort, have a few bloody froths. Have a few fucking froths, mate. That'd be great. With the whiz. <laughs> what could go wrong? And yeah, um, if you do want to be involved, just I would have a very open mind uh, junk timers because uh, you're probably going to hear things that you thought, oh, I didn't think people spoke like that. So yep. there may be things where you go, oh, that wasn't expecting language or uh, people to be spoken of in such ways anymore. Or, geez, that sounds like a Me Too story. Yeah, and also the idea that if we have, you know, 50 people mm. on a Zoom all talking to Warwick at the same time, I kind of picture that's what's happening in Warwick's head at all times <laughs> anyway. Oh, I don't think there's that much going on in Warwick's head. Hey, Frank Costa's is getting ahead of himself, mate. Oh, why shouldn't he, mate? He owns Geelong. What's he saying now? So he's saying if Geelong qualify for the grand final, it should be at Cadinia Park. He's come out and he said it. He said Geelong should host this year's yeah, if they qualify and, and crowds are still locked out. Yeah. I would say that whoever they're playing would love that idea because who doesn't love playing at a ground that has dimensions like no other ground in the competition? Yeah, he talks about it being longer and narrow, narrower than uh, other Melbourne grounds. 
Yeah, so I think a lot of teams get caught as you're coming down the wing. I think the pockets are really skinny, and so it just doesn't play out. And it's a lot easier to switch. Is that right? Uh, yeah, okay. There ain't no, ain't no fat side <laughs> of the ground, mate. Yeah, okay, no fat side, yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting, though. I mean, Geelong, yeah, fine, because, you know, they've obviously been making prelims and stuff like that. Didn't see the... Didn't see the guys from Metricon putting their hand up and saying <laughs> they want to host the, the grand final this year. Yeah, I do get, I do get the feeling they've talked about it a little bit. But of, of, of all the years, this year is a very real chance that the grand final will not be played at the MCG. Yeah, it's looking likely, isn't it? If they've just because of the way that it's uh, how deep it's going to go into the year, the cricket seems to be um, taking over. But where do you reckon it might be played then, if not at? Well, I think it would have to do with the two teams. Like, I mean, is it the thing where we wait until see who qualifies? Yeah, I suppose you, you don't need to say it now, do you? Because are, yeah, there, are yeah. there going to be games played at um, Princess Park? Like, are they even going to go to that level? Because there's absolutely no reason that, you know, lower level grounds can't host games anymore. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, it's just as long as the surface is fine and it's, yeah. you know, not, not too rinky-dink, I suppose. Yeah, so I think, and I I don't often use the, the phrase rinky, rinky dink. Rinky so dink. that's why yeah. I, I would say like uh, Wangaratta is probably in the mix. You know, there's probably some mm-hmm. nice grounds in Mildura. I reckon the AFL should uh, have a bit of a competition. That local grounds should put in a bid to host this year's AFL Grand Final. And I'm not talking like your lower rent, but I'm talking like you you know your strong like your ben, like the the ground in Bendigo. That's a beautiful ground. Great surface. Mm-hmm. If you're heading into November, the weather's going to be great. It's not going to be too cold. And I reckon there'd be grounds around the country like that. Like, you know, Norwood or, you know, one of the local sample grounds could easily host an AFL grand final if they don't need, you know, 100,000 people there. So you just uh, do a bidding process, a bit like the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you kind of, you know, present, you show the ground, you yep. know, take people through it, you know, pros and cons, all that kind of stuff. And then much like the IOC, you hand them $500,000 <laughs> under the table. And you get and it. you get it. Yeah, perfect. Because uh, I also talk about, you know, they talk about the dream of having the grand final, I think, on Boxing Day. So you had Boxing Day test at the MCG and then you had the grand final over at Marvel. People were saying that was like, this going to be this amazing day of oh, sport. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they, 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 I had no idea about this. But Cricket Australia doesn't even have a contract with the MCG for Boxing Day this year. Oh, well, then you need cricket. and oh, Sorry, you need footy. And you need footy to be played over five days. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yep, sure. So you well, have, yeah, there's your best of five. If they're going to miss out on on the five days of cricket, yeah. Might as well fill it with football. Yeah, so you got a best of five grand finals. So you come back, you go the Boxing Day one, huge. Day two, not as good. Day three, pink day. Day four and five may not need. Depends on how uh, you know how well the grand finalists are going. Could be that thing as well. You know, like you know, it could be a straight three nil win. Yeah. And you know that you know the cricket finishes on day three, and people are like, oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Like we could have a three nil win, and the AFL grand final just be like, oh, that's bummer. Yeah. Oh, oh, I want to see five games. Yeah, it's not fair. We should go back that's to a one game grand final series. And also, mm. no. No players. You got to pick your twenty-two, and that's it for the five games. Oh, I love it. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. so no, no one can be brought in. So if you're injured, you got to still go out there and play. It's a war you know, of attrition. Not, yeah. Not, so if it's two all, and you're going into game five, mm. and you've only got sixteen players, fucking hell. Good luck to you. Yeah. 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 So okay, there's another junk time idea, guys. Mm. AFL, are you fucking. I don't. Sometimes I get the feeling the AFL aren't <laughs> even listening to us. Yeah, but then occasionally they steal our ideas, and you go, maybe they are. Hey, uh, we've got a football in real life. Shall I get on to that? Yeah. 
Before we do, don't forget our Patreons and our watch-alongs. And make sure you send in your ideas for the watch-alongs. And fling us an email, junktimeaflpod at gmail. Uh, we're junktimeaflpod on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, TikTok, <laughs> and Wabu. Is <laughs> 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 it Wabu? Um, so this one from Brendan. Oh, yeah, and fling us info if you want to get in on the um, the Kappa Sportsman tonight. Sheesh. We're opening a fucking can of worms right there, man. We are. Uh, you're going to have to... I put it to you, can do the emailing of the whiz. Yeah, I'll do the email. I'll All do right, the email. Great. See how quickly it gets back to me. And also, like you did say before, like, it's so cool. You can record Zoom. Mm. And then we can fucking... We can sell the Zoom recording. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. it won't be allowed on the internet. That's for sure. Yeah, that's right. Uh, from Brendan, out on a walk uh, along the anniversary trail in Camberwell through Baldwin, mm. and I noticed a familiar face walking towards me it was none other than the great man Neil Danaher. Out on his daily isolation walk, headphones in, looked pretty sprightly. Good to see he's staying healthy in these tough times. Well, that is great cool. to hear. That is mm. great to hear. We love Neil Danaher. We do, we do. So uh, this week we're going to have our Watch Along 1994 prelim Geelong North Melbourne with Mark Wilson from Jet. And uh, keep them coming in. We're going to hit the road. There you go, Helps. Go Blue. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.